This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Liam Paul. And I'm Katerie Zuni. Tonight, we look at community events and organizing that's happening right here in Albuquerque from two generations of women community organizers. We'll hear about the 8th Annual Family Pride Celebration from Sonia Larson and Sarah Tafoya, two youth organizers with Young Women United. Angie Gonzalez-Carver and Diana Montoya of Las Mujeres share with us about the initiative to create Avenida Dolores Huerta. And we'll have some community events to share with you. We'll begin our night with some music, starting with New Wave by Sleater Kinney, a song reminding us to let loose and be carefree every once in a while. United, or YWU, is a community organization that leads through policy change, research, place-based organizing, and culture shift by and for women and people of color in New Mexico. Sarah Tafoya is a full-time CNM student and a full-time single mom. Sarah loves art and helping others in the community. Sonia Larson is a newly graduated high school senior and rugby player. Sarah and Sonia are both volunteers for Young Women United who speak with Media Justice intern Barbara Ramirez about the 8th annual YWU Family Pride celebration. This is Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Sarah Tefoya and Sonia Larson of Young Women United. Welcome to Generation Justice. Please tell us more about yourselves. I'm Sarah Tefoya, and I am a full-time student at CNM. I'm also a full-time mom of a three-year-old boy. <laughs> I was working. I am currently focusing on school full-time and uh, focusing on my son. My name is Sonia Larson. I just graduated high school. I'm looking forward to attending the University of Hawaii at Manoa next fall, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so Young Women United has been doing great work in our community for several years. Would you please share the mission and more about what you guys do? So Young Women United is a nonprofit organization created by and for young women of color or self-identified people of color. And it just helps people in the community find the resources and tools they need to make healthy decisions about their bodies and lives. They also offer great support and, just like she said, resources and tools to help us. Could you please tell us more about working with Young Women United? Well, working I've been working with Young Women United since sophomore year. And this previous year, my senior year, I've done 100 hours of service with Young Women United for my school project. And while I was there, I did a lot of presentations on the Youth Health Access Game we created um, that just helps youth navigate the healthcare system. So I've learned more about you know, youth health care rights and definitely more about, you know, the bills and laws that are being presented to our legislatures. 
Great. My first experience with Young Women's United was through the Rosebud Institute. I came across that through Ace Leadership High School. My school coordinator brought it to my attention and thought that I would be a great candidate for that. Um, we focused on reproductive justice, and they provided us with different tools and things that we need in order to help us learn about different health care and different things that we can be provided with, even if we didn't want necessarily our parents a part of that or we didn't have any support by our side. They offered their support and their help through all of that. I've done a few little events with Victoria. Actually, recently I got to participate in the powwow with her and a few of some ladies that had come here to participate in that as well. Thank you. Could you please tell us more about the Albuquerque Family Pride Celebration? Um, so the Family Pride Celebration will take place Saturday, June 8th from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at Morningside Park. It's right after Pride, so just feel free to stop by. It's just a place where people just come together and celebrate, you know, Pride and being together and being in a community. Thank you, Sonia. Sarah, could you please add a little bit more about that? Anyone can come. They can bring their own food. Families of all kinds are welcome. You can come by yourself with friends. Anyone you know, anyone is welcome. Can you tell us more about what activities there will be? Well, there's going to be music and dancing and face painting. I know we also take like Polaroids of people. They usually like those and you can decorate them and take them home with you. Just stuff like that, little things. Also, anyone is welcome to bring their own food. You have a specific meal or dish that you prefer. You're more than welcome to bring it. We will also be partnering with a bunch of different organizations, ACLU, RCRC, New Mexico Dream Team, as well as a few others. And if you're interested in running a table, you can contact V Torres at Young Women's United for more information or to run the table. I've always felt nervous going to other Pride activities in town because I just always felt out of place. But based off of what Young Women's United Family Pride Celebration is about and knowing, knowing that anyone is welcome, it doesn't matter if you're going by yourself, if you're bringing your family, if you're bringing a friend, a friend you just met at school, everyone is welcome. Thank you. And I guess to go off of that, the theme is like unicorns. So anybody who has like a unicorn horn on and a lay is with Young Women United and is working the event. I love the unicorn theme. <laughs> Give us a memory of your experience attending the Family Pride celebration. Well, my favorite memories of attending for the past few years has been taking pictures with my friends, taking the Polaroids, and then also just seeing all these different families come together and really just have a good time and, like, dance and eat good food and get cool henna done and face paint. It's just all really fun. I think I'm going to go there this year. <laughs> I have not attended the AVQ Family Pride Celebration yet, but I am going to attend this one. And based off of walking in to Young Women's United and seeing the people 
and how welcoming and all the smiles on their faces, smelling all of the incredible food. I know it's going to be the exact same there. And having my family with me and just seeing the whole community come together and enjoying their time there with one another would be really exciting. And I'm excited to participate this year. Thank you. Is there anything else you would like to add? All the music and face painting and activities will all be free. Anyone could come. And where can people find out more about the Family Pride celebration? For more information, you could go to youngwomenunited.org. And you can also look up Young Women United on all social media platforms. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. So just look us up. And also, Young Women United is hiring. You could also have more information on that on their website, youngwomensunited.org. And don't forget that it's Saturday, June 8th, 2019, from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at Morningside Park. Thank you, Sarah and Sonia, for taking the time to come here and talk to us in our community. We really appreciate the work that you do, and it was so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. It was an honor being here. I'm glad I got to meet you. Yes, thank you for having us. This has been really fun. This was Barbara Ramirez with Generation Justice. Sonia and Sarah, thank you so much for joining us at Generation Justice and for sharing all about Family Pride. It is so great to hear from young organizers like yourselves who are eager to give back to the community by creating inclusive and safe spaces for all of us. Thank you both. Thank you, Sarah and Sonia. The last two songs were chosen in honor of the safe, fun, and family-friendly environment that Young Women United has created for our community. Here is Safe and Sound by Capital Cities, followed by We Are Family by Sister Sledge. Huerta is a living legend who has fought for justice for women, children, farm workers, and educators all her life. She also famously founded the United Farm Workers Association with Cesar Chavez in 1962. Dolores Huerta has been honored for her lifetime dedication to justice with the Eleanor Roosevelt Human Rights Award along with countless other accolades. She's also started the Dolores Huerta Foundation of 501c3, which benefits community organizations at the grassroots level and prioritizes education, youth, and economic development. Diana Montoya has worked and volunteered for children, women, human rights, and educational issues for the past 40 years. She retired from the University of New Mexico's Family Development Program, 
where she was an educational specialist. Diana is also the current chair for Las Mujeres. Angie Gonzalez-Carver is an educator and president and co-founder of Las Mujeres, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the upward mobility of Hispanic women since 1982. She is also a teacher for autistic students at Hoover Middle School and has served as president of the New Mexico Parent and Teachers Association, along with many other PTAs locally. Through Las Mujeres, Angie and Diana are working on a campaign to rename Bridge Street in Albuquerque, South Valley, to Avenida Dolores Huerta, in honor of this living social justice legend. Now, Diana Montoya and Angie Gonzalez-Carver speak with youth producer Ludella Awad. This is Ludella Awad with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Angie Gonzalez-Carver, president and co-founder of Las Mujeres, and Diana Montoya, committee chair of Las Mujeres. Welcome to Generation Justice. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. So if you could start off by telling us more about yourselves. Okay. My name is Angie Gonzalez-Carver. I'm a educator, instigator, uh, procrastinator sometimes, but uh, my passion is education and educating children from the ground up and continuing my education. I learn something new every day. I teach autistic kids at Hoover Middle School. And like I said, my passion is education, educating everyone. And my name is Diana Montoya. I have been in New Mexico for about 46 years. And in those 46 years, I've been part of the community doing human rights, civil rights, women's rights, children's rights kind of activism. I am retired. I worked at the University of New Mexico for the UNM Family Development Program. We did uh, statewide training and professional development. We really were a social justice program because we believe that all children have rights, that they are citizens from birth. So all of the work that, that I have done encompasses all of these civil rights activities. So what is the work and mission of Las Mujeres? The work and mission is to empower women of all ages, from birth and beyond, actually, is what I like to say. When we first started Las Mujeres, so over 35 years ago, I saw a need for young ladies to be empowered to educate themselves. In in middle school, the kids were saying, oh, miss, my husband's going to take care of me. And I'd say, no, that's not going to be reality. That would be nice, but we need to educate you so you can take care of yourself. And, and other things like uh, battered women and things like that. We always want to help our women to help themselves. So, Angie, what led your inspiration to start this organization? Myself and another educator, Helen Frescas Garcia, she was a teacher also. We worked together. And again, like I said, the young ladies were telling us that they didn't have to work. They didn't have to get a good education because their husbands were going to take care of them. And we were we were just laughing and saying, no, that's not what's what's going to happen is throughout life, you have to take care of yourself because of the fact that maybe your husband might take care of you. And, you know, you go through divorce, you go through all this stuff. You really need to take care of yourself. And from there, we went on. We saw that my mother had just gotten divorced and she had hadn't worked in over 40 years. So she needed to learn how to take care of herself again. So empowering from young to middle-aged and older. 
What are the lessons you have learned about working on women and children's issues? What I've learned is that that women don't get the credit or the recognition as her male counterpart. Women do so much. They're always in the background. And, you know, we've always heard behind every every great man is a, is a wonderful woman. We think the woman's in front of him as well, and the side, and behind. We like to recognize women for the work that they've done. You know, there's so many sheroes in, in the country. There's so many sheroes in the state of New Mexico and the city of Albuquerque, and we don't know much about them. And one of the things that I liked when I joined Las Mujeres is that was something that we did. We recognized those women. And like Angela said, when someone's in a domestic violence situation or she's getting a divorce or she's, you know, she's in a situation she didn't expect herself to be, we offered scholarships to those women because those women, they, they don't get those scholarships. You know, you're not coming out of high school. You don't have your SATs. You've raised your children. And now you need to go back to school. And there's not money for that woman. So giving that particular woman a non-traditional scholarship was really something that fed my soul. I really felt like it was something that was needed and well-deserved. So that was really something that I felt was, was a very important role that we played. We, we need more inspiration from women. It's very inspirational the way you're working with women and just bringing them up at the higher level. And, you know, that's that's part of the reason that we wanted to recognize Dolores Huerta with a street that bears her name. We looked at how can we honor her in a way that hasn't been done so far. There's lots of, there's a lot of cities across the country that have a street that bears her name. But there is no street in the country that will connect Avenida Cesar Chavez with what we hope to be Avenida Dolores Huerta. It'll be the first in the nation that connects these two civil rights leaders together. Dolores Huerta was instrumental in the United Farm Workers Movement. It was her and Cesar Chavez that saw the injustice that was happening for the farm workers, the horrendous housing situations and human rights violations and how they were treated and how how they were worked and worked and worked to death and not getting paid. They recognized that and they worked together. And Cesar Chavez has taken the lead in the recognition, which he certainly should. But we also know that Dolores Huerta played a tremendous role in making that happen. She was instrumental in creating the phrase, si se puede, yes we can, which is, is the phrase that President Obama used in his campaign. So that's what we do. We recognize those who are deserving. Mm-hmm. And so please tell us about Dolores Huerta and her, her legacy. Well, Dolores Huerta was born in Dawson, New Mexico. So we have a real live icon here. She's a living icon. She's 89 years old. She's extremely active. She's still marching for teachers' rights, striking with them. She continues to move forward. You know, anything that has to do with personal and individual rights, that's where you'll find her working. She was raised as a little girl here. Her mother had a tremendous influence on her. As we were saying, you know, how women, we want to recognize those 
women and and our mothers have a huge impact. Her mother was a huge influence on her. Her mother was a caring individual. Dolores talks about her, how her mother was really about social justice, and it really kind of started her her mind into thinking about what this could look like. Her father was a migrant farmer who went on to be a legislator in New Mexico. She moved after her mother and her father died, and she moved to California, and she was accused of cheating on a test, and she was... Uh, outraged because uh, she felt like it was really a it was really racism that started that and she went on to be a teacher she decided that she would rather work for what she says is I couldn't tolerate seeing kids come to class hungry and needing shoes I thought I could do more by organizing farm workers than by trying to teach their hungry children so this was the beginnings of her activism she was she was instrumental in the great boycott back in the 70s because these these migrant farm workers were picking grapes and they were treated so horribly she she was instrumental in starting the great boycott it was very successful you know and it it landed up being one of the the great things that she did the journey of how that came along and, you know, just standing up to that and then going forward and just fighting to, mm-hmm. to end that racism and by doing these good things is, is very inspirational. How has the legacy of Dolores Huerta influenced the work of Las Mujeres? We fight for justice for women, not only women, but for everyone. However, women are our passion because we have always been left behind, so to speak. So she has inspired me personally because of the things that she does. Again, the example of her and the children coming to school without shoes and being hungry, I still do that. I make sure that the students in my class make sure that they get breakfast, lunch, and if I can, I can send them home with dinner. I collect food to do that kind of stuff just because I know you you can't learn if you're hungry. Why would... A street named after Dolores Huerta, how is it important to the community? Well, we think it's a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for our community in particular because of the role that she's played is one reason. Another reason is not very many people know who she is. I mean, there are those of us who have been in the movement and and grew up in the movement, and we know so much about her and Cesar Chavez, but you can talk to quite a few people and you can talk to a lot of children, and they have no idea what she's done and who she is. We feel that having a name, uh, a street named after her, is one way to raise those questions. You'll see her name. People will ask the question, who is she? And that's one way of, of letting the community know we have a treasure, and this treasure really needs to be honored and recognized. And the fact that it's Bridge Boulevard, which is will be going into the South Valley. The South Valley used to be farmland. And th- that's what Dolores's passion has always been, you know, in the agricultural field. She was co-founder of the United Farm Workers Association. And she started the unions. This is something that we need to celebrate in this town. And the fact that we'd be the first in the nation to do it, 
wonderful opportunity. I think it's going to bring positive a positive image to our city, and I think it's going to definitely bring a positive image to that street. And letting people know about her is very important because not a lot of people know her, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. in schools and stuff. And just letting people know about that is very, very important. Yeah. New Mexico history is important and told the right way, not from somebody in New York telling us about New Mexico history. We need to be talk, talking about the icons that we have here. And Albuquerque Public Schools needs to start with New Mexico history and our legacies that are here now. What are the next steps for this initiative? Well, what we've done is, well, we've done several things so far that has brought us up to today. So we have been working with the county, the county commission, and some of the city councilors, because part of the street will be city and part, and the majority of it will be county. So we have been gaining and gathering support from leaders in that community. We have been meeting with the neighborhood associations. We've been meeting with the neighborhood coalitions. We have been meeting with the business community because those are the people that are going to be impacted by a street name changed. And so we feel that it's really important to get them on board. Again, as we're in the community and we're talking to a lot of the the residents, they don't know who she is. And so for those who don't know who she is, we try to educate them on, on who she is and why it's important, why we think it will be important for you to have your street named after her. We also went, we had two memorials done at the state legislature, which one was carried in the Senate by Senator Linda Lopez, and one was carried in the House by Representative Patricia Roval Caballero, and it proclaimed February the 27th Dolores Huerta Day. And in the memorial, it really talked about the renaming of Bridge to Avenida Dolores Huerta. We've been moving in that direction, getting as many people on board. Right now, what we're doing is we are still in the process of collecting more support. We've got some progress moving forward, and I think we're we're pretty close. I don't think it's going to be too far before we know what's happening. We have some potential things moving forward, but we're still working on it. It's still a work in progress, still a labor of love. But we're really, we're very, very pleased that it's been moving quite quickly. And we appreciate that you having us on, on this show to help us spread the, the word that this is happening in Albuquerque. Thank you. And where can people find out more about your work? We've got Las Mujeres dot inc at gmail.com. We can be reached through that. We also have a P.O. Box. It's P.O. Box 7937, area code 87104. There's a Facebook page, Las Mujeres. Mm -hmm. We can be reached through that as well. Like us on Facebook, and we'll answer any questions. Is there anything else you would like to add? I'd like to say we have a unique and wonderful opportunity to recognize and honor this wonderful woman with the street that bears her name, Avenida Dolores Huerta. And we invite everyone to join us in this effort. We invite you to like us on Facebook. We would like for you to send us support letters, letters of support telling us that you really think this is a wonderful thing. You can send them to lasmujeres.inc at gmail.com. You can email us. You can text us. You can send us letters to P.O. Box 7937, zip code is 87102. We invite you to share this information with people. If you know people who live in the South Valley on Bridge Street, please share this information. 
I'd like to end by using one of Dolores Huerta's quotes, which says, walk the street with us into history, get off the sidewalk. Si se puede. Diana Montoya and Angie Gonzalez Carver, thank you so much for speaking to us. Thank you for having having us. For Generation Justice, I'm Ladella Awad. Angie and Diana, thank you so much for your courage and your work and for speaking out for women across our state. We wish you luck with your continued activism on renaming the street and are so incredibly thankful for your efforts in recognizing a true New Mexican legend in Dolores Huerta. I hope to be able to drive on Avenida Dolores Huerta very soon. Thank you so much, Diana and Angie, for joining us. Our next two songs were chosen by our guests. First is De Colores, a song that the farm workers of the movement organized by Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez sang as they walked from Delano, California to Sacramento. Then we'll hear We Shall Overcome, and both songs are sung tonight by Joan Baez. Welcome back to Generation Justice. Now, in the spirit of youth innovation, here is Treat the Youths Right by Jimmy Cliff. We hope you've enjoyed this hour of community action. We'd like to thank our guests, Sonia Larson, Sarah Tafoya, Angie Gonzalez-Carver, and Diana Montoya. Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Kateri Zuni and Roberta Rael. And thank you to our interviewers, Barbara Ramirez and Ludella Awad. And we want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers, because we could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org. 
where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we are active on social media, so find us on Facebook, like us on Twitter and Instagram. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Konalma Health Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D., and our last songs for the evening include Freedom is Free by Chicano Batman, Never Been in Loved by Elephant, and Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Israel is Kamakowiwa Ole. I'm Kateri Zuni. And I'm Liam Paul. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Saturday, or Sunday, rather, at 7 o'clock. Good night.